podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. has an agenda that they're going to serve. I don't know who's in charge of it or what it is, if it's like a headless monster. Why? This is a question. Walking backwards. Walking backwards. <laughs> Something sacred. I don't know the names of the creep songs. Those Running in circles. Just pop in on that play. Sea of glass. The flight and the fall. I love Ozzy. <laughs> I think he's the true definition of a rock star. Anybody else have any interesting stories they don't want to come to go? This is Doug from Hey, this is John Lane from the Thrive Tropics of Leechburg, Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania Rock Show, featuring the best unsigned rock that Pennsylvania has to offer. What's the story this week? Am I fun? 
scorch everything from the sky to the dirt. I said before that this shit won't stop. Now I found my momentum blowing through like a juggernaut. Step on the stage, the activity sides me. Get in my way and you're getting ejected. Never expected I'd step in direction. Took expectations and quickly dissected. Found that metal was invented in my mental shoot your shot. Now I'm moved like a sentinel. Grab the mic to get washed and get fatal. Hear these words and crawl back to your cradle. Jump on the stage and get highly unstable. Nothing will stop me on my back here as angel. It's Bill, and you're tuned into the Pennsylvania Rock Show, providing you with the best unsigned rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer, right here on PARockShow.com, MegaRockRadio.net, 107.1 FM, St. Louis, Missouri, XRPRadio.co.uk, Birmingham, United Kingdom, AltRockRadio.ca, and Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. On the beaches of San Diego, we have RudeRudeRadio.com. And I feel like I'm forgetting someone besides me. BuildTheScene.com is me. You can find our radio station um, right up top. Click on the word radio. I know I'm forgetting someone. That's terrible. I don't remember who it is. (laughs) Just give me a shout out in the middle of the show when you remember. It's all good. Um, But I do want to mention that um, Alt Rock Radio... um, they just celebrated their two-year anniversary this weekend, so I want to give them a shout-out. Um, they used to be called Danko Radio back when I first started this, and then they went away for a while, and then they came back. And I found them, and they're like, yeah, let's do your show again. So I've been involved with them pretty much for the two years that they've been back. And um, 
you know, they took me across the border with them. <laughs> um, so with me tonight on episode number 565 Ooh. is Neostem. Yeah, there's yep, been, a, up. Yep. been a, a lot of episodes <laughs> over the years. <laughs> um, oh, something else I want to mention right off the bat before we get too far into this. Um, the Pennsylvania Rock Show is now available on iHeartRadio. So you can ah. go there and, and search the Pennsylvania Rock Show and find a podcast. So yeah, that's what's up, yeah. But not Pandora, and they won't tell me why. <laughs> I tell I tell you what, when I was getting our albums on Pandora, it was a process and a half. It was. But get when I finally got it on there, it was yeah, everything now is automatically our new albums automatically go on to there. But getting on there at first, it was a long and lot of hoop process. Well, that's I, I filled out the forms for both this show and for um, three questions in a song, and it just says that they were both declined, and it huh. said, and it said if you have any questions, email us here. So I emailed them, and they sent me back this long email that basically said um, decisions are made on a case by case situation, and unfortunately we can't add you, and we don't discuss why. I was like, well, then why, why put that I should email you? <laughs> you have to, you have to send them like a private email. It, like I said, it is a process. I had to do an email, so I had to email one person, and then I had to send. An, I got a reply from one person. I replied to it. I had to send it to another person, and then there was a verification process. But yeah, it was all sorts of a mess. But like I said, when we got on Pandora. Um, it was it was well worth it because when I look on our root note uh, stats every month. Pandora surpassed Spotify in putting our music out to listeners. Yeah. So it is definitely once you once you get through all the loopholes, it is definitely worth it. Well, uh, then I, I probably shouldn't have put them on notice then. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I like Pandora. It's awesome. That's all I listen to here at home on TV. So real quick, Chris Thunder Thunderwolf Dotson popped in. What's up, Chris? Um, yeah. He's hanging out in the chat room. He owns Wolf's Customs, which is a um instrument uh custom finish company. Um, they do hollow flash finishes, which are like this. It's so hard to describe, but it's multicolor and it's really shiny and it's really cool. You should check them out by going to Wolf's oh, Custom. Oh, definitely. I'll be definitely taking a look at that. Wolf, yeah. Wolf's Customs dot online is the website where you can look them up on Facebook. Um, they are a sponsor of buildthescene.com's radio station. Yeah. So when I saw he was there, I wanted to make sure that we mentioned it. Nice. Hi, Chris. <laughs> right, definitely be checking out your stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, he does the hollow flash finishes, and then his wife does um, custom paint jobs on the instruments. Mm. So yeah, it makes, it, makes it that much more personal, too. Yeah. You know, plus, and, I'm sure they can probably customize it to your liking, too. I, I've, I've seen work on, on bass, I've seen work on guitars, I've seen them do stuff on drums. So if you have an instrument and you want to customize it and and draw draw the attention of the people you're playing to, make sure you check out Chris at Wolf's Customs. Definitely. Hey, so Neostem has a new album out called Germination, which explains why there's a tulip over my shoulder over here. The album and some cover. pollen over here. <laughs> At least, at least you knew what it was. A lot of people don't know what that was when I was making it. And I was like, I got to put something because I would, because uh, the whole thing of germination, I'm like, how am I going to get 
a plant to grow to convey on the album. I was like, but hold on, it's COVID season. It's all well, COVID season. We'll call it COVID life. Um, I was like, but there'll no spores. So I threw. That's where I put the uh, pollen spores in. Yeah, I I actually um, just tested my fourth graders, fourth graders or fifth graders. Hold on a second. <laughs> my fourth graders on this last week. <laughs> Did pollination and the parts of the flower and all kinds of other stuff. Oh yeah, that's but, a process. Um so I, I think I'm just gonna start off with that question that I was telling you about off the air. Um only because then you'll understand why I told you my wife did what she did. Um so recently I watched a um documentary about Robert Johnson and um, a lot of my questions come from things that I experience. So the question is, if you were standing at a crossroads waiting for the devil to show up, why are you waiting to meet with him? What are you going to sell your soul for? Well, I, I guess a, uh, a candy bar and a taco would not be a good idea then. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I said, Robert, Robert Johnson's story is very interesting. Uh, I watched a similar documentary on him. But yeah, I mean, you're you're gonna sit there play the crossroads game. I don't know. I don't. That's that's a really, really, really tough question. That's a deep question. Yeah, it's yeah. deep. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Peace and harmony. <laughs> Peace and harmony. I like it, and and it may be worth selling your soul to gain that back. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it, but then it brings up the uh, like the R. Kelly song, where the middle song goes, "What yeah," where his mom's all like, "What?" He's like, "What profits a man to sell his soul and win the world or something weird like that?" It's almost like uh, I don't know. I'd rather not sell anything at all, sell my soul or anything at all like that. You know, I'm just I'm just gonna stay back and go, "Hey, you're cool," but I'm gonna go this way. <laughs> I don't have anything worth selling, so yeah. Ain't got nothing worth gaining, so, selling. so you're saying the devil wouldn't be interested in your proposition? No, no I'm bargained in material. He told me to get out of his face. It's like that episode. It's like that episode of Metalocalypse where they did where the Metalocalypse guys went down there to sell their soul devil, and they they're reading all these contracts and are going over it line by line to the point where he doesn't devil doesn't want to take their soul or anything at all. Yeah, that'd be me. Totally. So Bobby C. Yeah, Bobby C. Is he's in the a, chat room as well. Great guy. Great, great musician as well. Uh, I, t- I tell you, I, I even told Bobby C whenever I, we did a show with them, excuses um, with his old band. They did a cover of the, the cults. She sells sanctuary. And it is probably one of my favorite covers from a local band. Cause he hits those notes. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If there's anybody out there not familiar with Bobby C, he is um, in Royal honey. Royal hand, Royal Honey. Yeah, I cannot speak tonight. <laughs> Royal Honey. Royal Honey. Muscle of Love as well. Yes. Which is right. a Alice Cooper cover band. Yep. No, no, no. no. Royal band. Honey is his original band. Yeah. Right. But he said Muscle of Love, which okay. is. Okay. Yeah. He's in a lot of bands. Yeah. I like Bobby C. We were just hanging out a couple weeks ago at Murph's crib. For his birthday, we we're shooting the shit. So hi, Bob. If you could play any musician in a documentary, who would you want to play? And no, you don't have to look like them. Ooh, 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 okay. Hmm. Uh, if I could play any musician in a documentary, so I'm gonna go with. Um, 
you know, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put it out there because it's been a, it, it, uh, surprisingly their music, as much as I was critical with them for years, Robert Smith from The Cure, because his life is interesting and how his life, con- how he conveys his life into his music. It'd be real cool to maybe, you know, play him in a documentary to learn, to, to get into this, to get into his character of the process of how he makes all that music. Who would you pick? I think I would pick Mike Portnoy just because of uh, the road that he's traveled. He's went from Dream Theater, Avenged Sevenfold. He played with Twisted Sister. Now he's in uh, Sons of Apollo. He's just been everywhere. He does everything, and he's a fantastic drummer. My favorite. So I'd play Mike Portnoy. Um, I don't know who I would pick, in all honesty. I have not a clue. If I do, it'd probably have to be a band from the 60s. Uh, who would be? I don't know. I honestly don't. I, I'm really stumped. You stumped know. Ryan. That never happens. Oh, that never happens, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to WD-40 my brain. <laughs> so you find a time machine, and you can go back in time and follow any band or artist that you want around for a full year to to learn from them and, and talk about the their art with them. But you have to be careful not to break that time sp- space-time continuum because you don't want Doc Brown to yell at you. Um, who who would you follow around and why? Oh, for me, hands down, that's Rush. Just the music, the songwriting. I, I you know, I just, you know, make sure I just don't, t- don't share what the future holds for them. But it would definitely be, you know, just, because they're like the nerd band and i'm a, I'm a nerd myself so it's like come on now oh, you know i'm like i would just the conversations i could have with those guys all right uh yeah me it'd be easy it's, it's definitely nirvana for sure i would love to jump back into time hang out with those dudes not not do the things he did but to talk about them chord progressions lyrics things like that you know um i don't know stylistically that's who i love the most of anyone any band so yeah that was an easy one for me (laughs) i think i would have to go with pink floyd probably uh all the original band was uh, together alive Uh, i'd say maybe around dark side of the moon era maybe uh the wall just to get get inside their brains uh they've done everything they've been there done that uh, one of the greatest bands of all time, just to see them work, write, play, mm-hmm. practice, uh, that would be that'd be something to see. I, w- I would be more interested in seeing how the songs come about. Like, you yeah. know, like they get yeah. written, but then like, the, you know, like the formulation of them, like, you know, like I, this is the verse, this is the pre, this is the bridge. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Just how it comes to them. Sit in on and, and, and you're having David Gilmore and Roger Waters, both two different personalities. That would be I would, to be a fly on the wall when they were making those albums. Mm-hmm. Yep. How they yeah. put them together. Okay. Yeah. So in Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump sits on a bench and has this long conversation. You know, the life is like a box of chocolates scene. Mm-hmm. If you could sit on that bench with any musician and have an hour-long conversation, who would you want to sit with? But you're only allowed to ask one question. What would your question be? Oh, that's... Well, so we have to... 
musician and the question we would ask them. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I, th- I, th- I All right, you go first, Ryan. Yeah, yeah I, I, mine would be uh, Jim Morrison because I like to write poetry. You know, I would want to understand how the hell he gets them words that he does and and, and formulates them into those to the lyrics, you know, because I love the doors also. So that was also like, yeah, I'd have to say, I'd have to say Jim Morrison. Good, man. I need to think about this. <laughs> I, I'm going to say Carol Kay from the Wrecking Crew. Ooh. And the reason being because she's, I, she's not only, you know, very underrated, but iconic because she's the originator of using the pick with the bass. And the question I would ask her is, you know, what was it like to be the one person to be able to record all those with all those bands are now iconic. Like, did she, did she know what she, what was, what, 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 what the potential was when she was recording those songs? You know, you know, like I said, I, I, you know, watching videos, I watched a video of her. Like that's right. I started um, a couple of years ago. I started watching her videos and really defining my pick technique on the bass and, just she'd be a person I'd love to sit and have a conversation with. After thinking about it, I think I would go with Mike Ness of Social Distortion, uh, one of my favorite uh, lyricists, songwriters, and uh, just ask him one question would be uh, something that pertaining to uh, the uh, Southern California punk scene when he was uh, coming up and. I don't know exactly what I would ask him, but he's someone I would definitely like to have a conversation with. All right, so this next question has a title. Ooh, a title. That's, a that's, that's how important this one is. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so it's the Dave Grohl question. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but every so often I will tag the Foo Fighters or tag Dave and say, hey, you should come on my show. And they ignore it all the time. (laughs) I emailed their management and got ignored. So my new approach is that I ask this question on every podcast that I do. So the question is, who is your Dave Grohl? In other words, who do you want to go up on stage with and play? Oh, okay. That's going to be for me. uh, Easy one. Uh, The Japanese musician. I'm a huge fan of a guy named Hyde. Like if I could just roll on up because he he sings uh, his all his solo stuff and the stuff with vamps are in English while his Ark and Seal bands all in Japanese. If I could roll on up and just do a, a vamps or a solo song with him in English, that would just be like, you know, let the lightning strike me down now and I can die right there. <laughs> Preferably Seasons Call from his uh, first solo album. Who would I kick off the drums? Who would you kick off the drums? I don't know. I mean, just to, you know, jam a song out with Nick Mason. So Roger or um, David Gilmore. I'd love to get up on stage and do a song with David Gilmore. Hmm. So I'd have to kind of boot uh, Nick Mason, which I, I don't know if I'd want to do that, but <laughs> to play with David Gilmore, I would do that. <laughs> well, pretty much every musician I would is deceased. So I was going to say Tom Petty, but then I forgot that he. <laughs> but uh yeah. i don't know uh nowadays i don't know i think chevelle you know they're cool chevelle they're they're not bad you know if i go out there and do a jam with them i mean in all honesty like that's 
that's probably who it would be, yeah. I mean, them are, yeah, I mean, I'll just stick with that. Chevelle's a good band. Yeah. Yeah, they are a really good band. Let's say that you get a headlining spot on a worldwide tour. Ooh. What two other local bands would you have open for you? Okay, mm-hmm. not 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 because he's in the chat here, but because he's a hell of a guy, hell of a singer. I'm gonna go take. We're going to we're going to take Bobby Collins and Royal Honey. I mean, we'll throw them on there, yeah. And um, we we just played a show on Saturday with, with a real young band, Tempered, who's got a lot of potential. I pull them too. Like these got like yeah, you know, like literally like that band was young guys got the potential. They keep that core going. They're going to be a hell of a band. Yeah, they're really. Yeah, I'd I would I'd roll with them. Shit. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, totally. That was actually that was really good right out the gate, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I you got, got it tied backwards like Lincoln Hawking over the top. As soon as you answer the question, <laughs> flips it right dude, around. I'm about to order some more minor league baseball hats. I just found a team that their logo is a is a hop like a beer hop with a hat on i'm like i gotta get that mm. minor league baseball logos are my weakness like if it's a funny one i will definitely get it yeah, uh, not- you should see the small of his back he got all kinds of their tattoos on it what what is a song that you wish your band would have written that someone else wrote you got it Ryan. I think "Smells Like Teen Spirit" is the greatest song ever written, but that's that's just me. So, <laughs> a song that I wish we, you know what? Because it's a song I keep bothering those two to cover, and I'm keep on bringing it up. And Rob finally brought it up not too long ago, only like a couple of years after I said, "Hey, we should cover a song." <laughs> keep on knocking by death. That is a yep. that's one of my favorite songs by those guys, and I definitely, hopefully, in the future, we you know we we might hear that come out of Neo Stem. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have to say Everglade from L7. That's mm. one of my favorite mm. songs. Uh, I wish we... Love L7. Yeah, L7's I mean, really good. Wrote that one. Yeah. That's a classic. That's a banger. That and I like one more one more thing from that. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah one more thing so good. Yeah, I, I, yeah that, I think one more thing is one of my favorites too. Right, so what we're going to do now is we are going to take a break after round after you tell me a story <laughs> i got that, that story yeah once once upon a time in a galaxy far far away there was i, I think this one already exists <laughs> yeah i think it does too you need something original so uh, i can pull up one of my cartoons here that i haven't posted yet <laughs> so here's what i'm looking for we are going to play your song mud hole and I need a story to go along with it. Now, keep in mind, uh, you got to keep it PG-13. <laughs> all right. That, and it could be a story about when you're recording it. It could be a story about what it's about. It could be something that has happened while you were playing it live. Just just tell us something interesting okay. about Mudhole. Can, can I go first with this one? This song was originally supposed to be on Return to Sender, and we forgot to record it. <laughs> we, we, when I was uploading everything to get released, I'm like, we forgot Mudhole. Yeah, well, that's because Johnny wanted us to do Bottom Shelf, so he threw yeah. our concentration off. Yeah, we got so into Bottom Shelf that we totally forgot Mudhole. 
Yeah. Well, you want to know the story about Mudhole? Mudhole is actually the town where I live in, where we practice. It's called Munhole. Yeah, where me and Ryan so grew up. Back at. when we were younger, we used to call it Mudhole because it was a crap. You know, every kid hates their damn town. So it's about the one five one two zero, and it just points out all the yeah. problems that actually went on within the one five one two zero that still do to this day. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with a lot of people who used to be around who aren't here anymore. I mean, it's it's like a it's a blueprint, you know. The the lyrics, if you if you look at the lyrics, it's literally the blueprint for this. It just pretty much lays itself out, but. You have to be from Munhall in order to understand it. Yeah. Whenever we debuted at the uh, Hobnob, which is located in Munhall, um, the people there, I, I was kind of scared. Like, someone's going to understand this, and they're going to get really pissed at us. But it wasn't. Everyone got it, and they enjoyed it because it's like a, like a tongue-in-cheek shot at our stomping grounds. And everyone's like, you know, you either know someone that, that's like that's, that's, that's a, like that's in that song, or you are someone in that song and everyone took it with stride and no one got insulted, which was my, like I said, was my fear. We're playing. I'm like, you know, but still it's and, one of my, one of my favorite Neo stem songs. Not only that coming from the area, the one five one two zero, which is neighboring towns with Homestead. There's yeah. all these little rappers coming up with all these like Homestead songs. So I was like, why can't I make a hood hit? You know what I mean? So that's <laughs> what he did. It's a hood hit. Yeah, we're we're trying to make a music video for it too. So look yeah. out! So everyone listening, look out for that. I've been I've been tinkering with Lightworks. I did one for Dilapidated to to break the rust off me because it's been years since I worked with video editing and uh, Mudhole is going to be the one I want to put some time into. If there's one thing in this world that I hate, it's video editing. Oh, it, it's so tedious. I hate it. <laughs> so tedious and i screw and i screw up so much and that i lock my I, I when i was doing dilapidate i actually locked my computer up because i tried going back too fast to fix something so i had to restart my all right so what we're gonna do next is we're gonna listen to mud hole by neostem we're also gonna listen to another new track the pennsylvania rock show called any way it goes by the band quiet hours and we will be right back with the gentleman from neostem oh we're gentlemen you've, you've upgraded <laughs> us
Hey, that was Neo Stem Mud Hole. And right after that, you heard Quiet Hours, Any Way It Goes. If you're just tuning in with me tonight are Rob, Ryan, and Matt from Neo Stem. And uh, we learned a lot about their uh, influences through crazy questions. And um, I feel like I'm going to ask another crazy question <laughs> because that's what I do. Cray, cray. Excellent. All right. So I'm flipping through a social studies book. And I turn the page, and there's a picture of Neostem in this book. Why are you there? Oh, oh man, why are we there? Mistake? Uh, Mistake. Yeah, probably because there's a big girl. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, they... car went to the wrong, wrong time. <laughs> I yeah, love yeah. how you brought that back in. Yeah, we're, gonna, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna show up and ask me all the food at the Last Supper, and that thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude. When I get off stage, I am like one hungry person. Like, I, if I could share a funny story that Ryan will remember, we were playing at the White Hawk Cat. Was it the, was it the, the White Hawk Cafe up in uh, Penn Hills? We we're doing a birthday show for a friend, and the, uh, our old drummer's uh, wife had two pieces of hoagie wait for me when I got off stage at the bar. We get off stage, I'm eating one of the pieces of hoagies, and I turn around, and the other piece of hoagie's gone. The bartender ate my piece of hoagie. What? Now, this whole entire time I'm on stage playing, and I look over. You know, I'm playing music to the people, but I'm really playing my love for the hoagie that I'm about to devour because you know I get off stage and I get through one hoagie. <laughs> I look. Stage good, but not as good as this hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like, it's just like the hoagie was gone. It was kind of like I was really feeling. I'm, like, I'm gonna eat these hoagies. I'm gonna have my drink. And it's gonna Did be a good time. You had lettuce hanging out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's what's what's really messed up is Ryan's not even joking. <laughs> oh, it really man. happened. <laughs> my cheekbones hurt. How? But how does that happen? Like, <laughs> like she just started eating the hoagies. I think she was flirting with Matt. I think she was flirting with him. She said, "I'll be the other half of your whole hoagie." <laughs> it was the ho- I was so looking forward to it. It was. It, it, it's. It's like I was like I'm gonna. I was hungry. So bitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, so well, still- the thing is, the thing is, Billy had a hypoglycemic attack because he didn't have the second half. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Matt. I know you got to take a big swig of water out of that big jug. <laughs> All right, I think this is perfect time for this question. I want you to tell me about a embarrassing moment that happened on stage, but you can't tell me about yourself. You have to tell me about one of one of the other two, something they did that embarrassed you. So Matt, oh. so Matt, Matt can't talk about Matt. You can talk about Ryan or Rob. Oh, because I got plenty of stories of weird things. Uh, okay, um, what did Ryan do? Um, oh yeah, yeah. A certain person at one of our shows, one of our many shows. Well, me and Ryan will play. You'll see me and Ryan get like real close to each other. One time he tried licking my face. I think I think that was. I think it might have been a hobnob show. Yeah, but I was thirsty, and you were sweating up a storm. <laughs> I could like stop playing guitar and take a swig. Like that caused me to screw up playing the part, 
and because I'm trying to lean back, I'm leaning back further, like like literally, like, I, I was almost limbo level leaning back while he's leaning into me, trying to lick my face. <laughs> yeah, he sweats like no other too, so it's great. One time you sweating so much, I was splashing water on my face before a show or after the gig. Sorry, sorry, Rob. Hey, it's fun. You want to go? Uh, yes, one time we were at Howlers and <laughs> Matt did the Luke Cage <laughs> kick off the stage and like twisted his ankle. <laughs> I, I almost fell into Sean Schimmel from Primate. His him, it was him and his wife. I, I was because before we did the show, I was like, I'm, I want to do something crazy. I was like, I jump, I, I was practicing. I jumped off the stage a few times. I can do this. Not realizing the middle of a song, adrenaline's going. I jumped a little higher than I thought, a little further than I thought, which made the drop a lot more. Like Sean and Schimmel and his wife are right there, and then uh, Wes Longden and his wife, um, the, their another band went on after us. They jumped off the seat to try and catch me, and I'm wearing chucks, so I lay in flat footed and I bruise my uh, ball of my foot. Oh. But I finished the set like a trooper. Yeah, like I said, you came off like Luke Kang, man. I was. <laughs> I'm sorry about my cheekbone. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm I'm sorry to bring this up, Ryan, but um, our annex show, um, every every musician kind of has a meltdown, and uh, Ryan had a meltdown, and oh, we basically oh, didn't finish our no. set, and uh, no. it was in a homestead, and so. I think yeah. they closed uh, now, so uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they they, 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 clo- they closed okay. a month after. Well, good, and it never happened. Yeah, never happened. <laughs> Are there any photos? <laughs> no, no. My aunt nope. and uncle, my aunt and uncle were there, and they were like, "Oh, that was a really good set." I'm like, "Really? <laughs> really?" Um, even was- uh, Ur- even Earl from uh, Aqua Dementia, because that was good. I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> I was in another zone. I actually took my guitar off and threw, and I shouldn't have but, done that. But we made up for it the next night, opening for Hepcat. Yeah, yeah at true. the record release party. Yeah, it was at yeah. Mr. Small. Yeah, Mr. Small's Funhouse. Yeah, it was like night and day. Kick-ass show that time. That yeah. Yeah. Well, we all have you know, moments. And then this one time we did an open stage, and I got drunk because they took us Dude. forever to get on there and yeah they, they, they told string, it i tripped i fell broke a string and they kicked us off like two songs in yeah, yeah. they told us 10 o'clock they didn't put us on until 12 45 and there was no one in the bar we played to nobody while the, while the guy putting it on brought up all his friends to do stuff. He kept like, you guys coming on? You guys coming on soon? Coming on soon? I'm like, we're sitting there. We're sitting there. I'm like, dude, you told us 10 o'clock. We got there like 9, 8, 39 o'clock, and we just sat there. And just, it was and that was a whole – and then the next day after was, was another disaster show. We played at – um, uh, what's it called now? It was called, it's called the Foxtail now. It was called oh, Diesel, yeah. Diesel before, yeah. and we played a show. But yeah, I'm not gonna. You know, the guy, the the, the promoter made made good on his promise to give us about you know to, to make it up to us, and he did, because uh, the first band that went on at that show is one of those. It was one of those stupid things that we got involved in to sell 25 tickets, keep the rest after promoters, which we learned our lesson from. Uh, the first band went on took forever, and they were on a time crunch, and they didn't say nothing. So we got we were supposed to get a 30 minute set list that we played 12 minutes of. Uh, yeah, so long yeah. story short, we got screwed out of some time, and then I smashed the guitar. Yeah, 
it was, it was a smash guitar on purpose, but yeah, they, everyone thought he was upset about it. And we never, ne- I, after the promoter made it up to us, I told him like, yeah, he didn't smash guitar because he was upset. That was supposed to happen. Want to make sure, want to make sure he made good. He he did, man. Yeah, you, know, uh, you know, shout out to Timothy J. He was he was a stand up person and made up for it. You know. Um. Let's see. I I think I'm going to give you another titled question. This one is Ooh. called the Diesel Beast question. Diesel Beast. That that that's a. Uh, acoustic folk band out of texas now metal band out of texas denton texas hey there's there's a such thing as folk metal i know plenty of those bands uh, well they are not they yeah. are more like do-esque <laughs> um but the question is if you could play anywhere like venue is not like you anywhere oh, you play oh, in the oh. on the ocean floor if you want <laughs> if you could play anywhere with any band where would you want to play and who would you want to play with? Ooh, okay. And while you're thinking, their answer was they wanted to play at Stonehenge with Dio. <laughs> As you said, Dio-esque. Uh, you know what? I tell you what. I keep seeing pictures of the Red Rocks. Exactly. You took my answer. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll take, I'll take the Tokyo Dome while you take Red Rocks. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there because I would like to open for my future wife, Lindsay Sterling. That's right, Internet World. She doesn't know it yet, and it's never going to happen. But I'm going to marry Lindsay Sterling one day, and she's going to divorce me, and I'm going to get nothing out of that out of that marriage. <laughs> Jeez, don't sell yourself short, Matthew. So you're a good looking guy. So, that nice so, on episode number five hundred and sixty-five, Matt talks about stalking Lindsay, and Bill talks about stalking <laughs> Dave Grohl. Anybody else want to? <laughs> we can't top that, so guys win. Uh, uh, you're really getting iced out now, Billy. <laughs> there are attorneys all over it. Yep. There'll be a cease and desist right on my door when I go to work in the morning. So where would you play? Where would I play? Um, where would I like to play? Hmm. I don't know. Probably the generic Madison Square Garden with Mud Honey. Oh, dude, that that that's a hell of a venue right there. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah, I'll go with that. I mean, I know it's not generic, but it's just like that was just so cliche to say. But I don't know. It just it's, it has so much history, you know. And and you sell out Madison Square Garden, you can sell anywhere else. That's yeah, that's the saying. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I would have to say Red Rocks and uh, probably Social Distortion. I think that I'd like to open up for them. I think that would be a cool show. Yeah, like yeah, definitely mud honey open up for them though. You know what I mean? Cause, oh yeah, yeah. Got to show our respect. We'll, yeah. We'll mm-hmm. <laughs> hey guys, I'm gonna give you hopefully the two easiest questions of the night, and they're we'll gonna call, be the hardest we'll questions ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first one is you have the new album out, Germination, yep. and uh, where can people track that down and, and purchase a copy from you? Okay, well we're gonna we're we're gonna be having physical copies soon, but if you want to get it digitally, um, Amazon, uh, you can get off Bandcamp, anywhere digitally where you can purchase music digitally, you can get it. And streaming wise, anywhere streaming, I kid you not. Like I pulled out all the stops for, to get this album out digitally. You want to listen to it on Spotify? You can 
um, Apple Music, go for it. Amazon Music, um, Pandora, as we were, you know, we were talking before the show. Um, yeah, everywhere and anywhere you can stream. I, I've noticed I somehow our music is making on TikTok, but no one's using it to make their videos with. So if you, anyone on TikTok wants to use like a little chunk of our music to make some videos, uh, they're on there. Go for it. And uh, make sure you you let us know so we could see it. And because um, I made I made a Neostem TikTok because when I saw on Root Note where all our stuff was getting distributed, I'm like, so I made Neostem TikTok to find. Out. I was like, no, anyone make a video? Anyone make a video? No, crap. <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's somewhere new, it's somewhere different, and you never know what the what what the future will hold for that one. All right. So this next question normally would be pretty easy, but it may be hard. It's super hard. What's next for Neostem? Cool. What is next? Let's see. We already Everything. have probably about three, maybe four songs ready for another album to go. And there's already yep. a song recorded that's in the chamber. Yep. Ready so for another song. album. So we're yeah. already, I say we're pretty much already not looking past this, but we're already yeah. writing new material. Yeah. We, 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 we strike while yeah. the iron's hot. And and also we we do got uh we do got some nice shows coming up too. We actually coming up at the end yeah we have three coming up at the end of May into June we have three shows in four weeks. Yeah, we got yep. the twenty ninth subalpine May twenty ninth. Yep. Uh, Lily said. Yep. Um, what else there? We got June eleventh. We're back at the subalpine opening for a, a touring band there, and then uh, June seventeenth we are opening for Sponge again. And what makes this one unique is we were actually asked before the show was even like they they hit us up long before going hey Ledreski asking us would we like to open up for him like hell yeah we'd like to open up for him again yeah it's a no-brainer yeah, it's been scheduled four times but that's just the norm yeah in the past it's happened to a lot of people yeah 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 we and what made it cool was whenever with that with it being rescheduled so many times nobody asked us for a refund on tickets either yeah that Everybody. that's what yeah and you know, like, and last time we opened for them, they were on the side of the stage watching our set. So we're, you know, we're we they, we set the bar then, so we got a we got one up what we did last time for this one here. So that, no, that means no licking Matt. Rob, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Oh man, yeah, because last time, last time Ryan was set up way ahead of set up on stage. They had. Rob on drums, then Ryan, and then I was all. They put me all the way on the other side of stage. Like I may as well have been in the dark where I was. He was sending us postcards during the set. He was. He said, "We touch." He's like, "How?" He's like, "Can you hear me?" He's like, "How's the monitors, dog?" <laughs> they had him. They had him in a janitor. In a janitor room. They're like, you, Matt, 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 you go down there. Where? Further. You know, further. Mop the, you know, once you mop the hall too while you're uh, strolling around, you, know, you move around a lot. Dude, I, I was, I was. They were on the stage. I was all the way in lane one in the bowling alley playing. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have a lot of cool shows coming up. We're excited about. Yeah, and we got more coming up too. We don't yeah. know when or where, but they're coming for they're sure. Coming. Yeah, yeah, we have stuff. That's, we have stuff. It's like as Brian would say, in the chamber. We're just waiting to pull the trigger on, on definites on them. And uh, they can find that information on your Facebook page? Yes, you can. Also, if you guys want to buy merch online, we have a Threadless store. If you go to threadless.com slash neostem, uh, you can purchase shirts. Uh, I even, because the Threadless lets us make just about anything. So just out of, just to see if I could do it. For all the ladies out there, there is neostem print leggings on Threadless. So make sure you check it out. 
and I'll be uploading more stuff. Too. I was supposed to do something yesterday, but I had a lot going on at the house, so I should probably get on that probably tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, man. I mean, what the heck? I'm slacking. <laughs> so I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me on 555. Yeah, 550. What did I say? 550. No, 565. Yeah. <laughs> 65. 65. So that, that's um, a lottery number. Yeah. <laughs> Play that and box it. Mm. <laughs> on Boxing Day, Canada Boxing Day. Too. Um, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there's really only one number that can move. Right. <laughs> anyway, this has been episode 565 of the Pennsylvania Rock Show. Um, hang out for a little bit. Listen to the best unsigned rock and metal. Uh, when the show ends, you will hear Mr. John, the American Hill Jack Lane, telling you how to subscribe and follow the show. That does not mean leave the station that you're listening to. The majority of the stations will be playing more unsigned uh, metal, rock, and other genres. Um, Mega Rock Radio will be playing a mix of unsigned and signed bands. So make sure you hang out on those stations, show them a little love, and... um Keep in mind, if you're going to XRP Radio, they are five hours ahead of us. So if you're checking out their schedule, subtract five to figure out what's going on. <laughs> and uh, we will check you out next week. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, man. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> thank you, everyone. And, you know, thank you.
This episode of the Pennsylvania Rock Show has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more of the best on-sign rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.